Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us as we take a look at the book. And this time, it will be the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel has become a very dear friend of mine as I have studied these 48 chapters, which basically have two messages, a message of retribution and a message of restoration. You're going to find this study to be exciting as we come to better understand a timeline for the Jewish people as it leads up to the return of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and the establishment of the Jewish people once again in their land with a temple from which Jesus Christ, the Messiah, will rule and reign throughout the Millennial Kingdom. Well, don't let me get ahead in this study. It's going to be a thrilling adventure as you study through the book of Ezekiel. If you can take a few moments right now, I would like to play for you a portion of my introduction to this book. We'll tell you a bit later how you can get the entire study. Right now, though, let's listen to the introduction. Chapter 9, what does he do? Verse 3. And the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, hovers between the cherubim and the Ark of the Covenant. The glory of the Lord of Israel was gone up from the cherubim, where he is he was to the threshold of the house. Go to chapter 10, verse 4. And the glory of the Lord went up from the cherubim and stood over the threshold of the house. Now go to verse 19. And every, uh, just the middle part of the verse, and everyone stood at the door of the east gate of the Lord's house, and the glory of the Lord of Israel was over them above. Go to chapter 11. Excuse me for running quickly through here. Chapter 11, verse 22. Then did the cherubim lift up their wings, and the wheels beside them, and the glory of the God of Israel was over them above, and the glory of the Lord went up from the midst of the city and stood upon the mountain which is on the east side of the city, and afterwards he goes to heaven. Look here, look here. Let's say this is the Holy of Holies, and that's out to the east, okay? Here's the Holy of Holies. In the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant, between the cherubim, the glory of the Lord. And the glory of the Lord lifts up, and he goes to the door of the temple. That's chapter 9. And then he goes, chapter 10, to the eastern gate. And then he goes across the Kidron Valley, chapter 11, to the Mount of Olives. And then he goes to heaven. The glory of the Lord departs the temple. That's the only way Nebuchadnezzar could destroy the temple in a couple of days. Because the glory of the Lord was not any longer resting between the cherubim and the Ark of the Covenant. By the way, may I just give you one little neat bit of information? Jesus Christ, on the day he departs for heaven, is teaching at the temple. He walks out the eastern gate across the Kidron Valley to the Mount of Olives and goes to the heavens as the glory of the Lord departs the temple in Ezekiel. So the manifestation in the flesh of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ departs and goes to the heavenlies. Read the last chapter. The glory of the Lord, how's he come back? <laughs> Mount of Olives, eastern gate, door of the temple into the Holy of Holies. I'll get to that later. But as the glory of the Lord departed, so he shall come back. Go to chapter 24, verse 15. Also the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke. What's the desire of his eyes? That's his wife. The desire of his eyes. With a stroke. 
Yet neither shall thou mourn nor weep, neither shall thou shall thy tears run down. Uh, verse 17, forbear to cry, make no mourning for the dead. They call it Sheva. You pronounce Sheva. Sheva is the Hebrew word for seven. And for seven days after the death of a loved one, you tear your clothes and you mourn. And God says to Ezekiel, don't you dare even shed a tear, much less pronounce Sheva. Don't you mourn. Don't you dare. Verse 18. So I spoke unto the people in the morning, and at the evening my wife died. And I did in the morning as I was commanded. And here again, Ezekiel's made a prophet to his people. I've been married to one woman for 43 years. I love her. I know I love her more today than when I married her. And I get up, every, I'm not being funny, I get up every day loving her more. I told her this morning how much I loved her and how blessed I was. Not because I wanted to be able to say it here. I wanted to say it to her. I just thought about saying it. I love her. And if God, he could, I don't question, but if God was to take her, oh, a stab to my heart. Ezekiel, your wife's gone to bar. Don't you shed a tear. Don't you mourn. Yes, sir, God. Ezekiel, cut all your hair off. Yes, sir, God. Ezekiel, bake your bread on cow dung. Yes, sir, God. Ezekiel, lay on your left side for 390 days, your right side for 40 days. Yes, sir, God. How could he do that? Go back to chapter 1. I've got just a few moments. Go back to chapter 1. I want to show you how Ezekiel could do that. Chapter 1. Now, I'm not going to take much time, but I tell you what. The reason I'm not taking much time, I don't know how to explain it. And I don't know anybody else that does either. Chapter 1. It's an awesome chapter. And I wish I could exegete it for the next two days. But I don't know if I'm capable. I don't know anybody. What did he see? Remember, he's out there on a certain day, and he sees visions. He's by the Chabar River, verse 3. Verse 4, and I looked, and behold, a whirlwind out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself. Now, what in the world does that mean? A fire enfolding itself. I'm not sure. Now, this is the King James, glory to God, Hallelujah. <laughs> This is a King James Schofield. But I don't know. They didn't explain it. Go ahead. Look at verse 5. And out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man, and everyone had four faces, and everyone had four wings, and their feet were straight feet, and the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot, and they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. They had the hands of a man, verse 9, and their wings joined one unto another, and they turned not when they went. They went everyone straight forward, and as for the likeness of their faces, they forehead faces of a man, and the face of a lion on the right side, and the face of an ox on the left side, and the forehead a face, and the face of an eagle in the back side. And this was their faces, and their wings were stretched outward. Two wings to every one were joined one to another, and two covers their bodies. Look here. 
I don't know, but let me just take a feeble attempt. Here comes a throne chariot. Thank you for taking a few moments to study with me an introduction to the study of the book of Ezekiel. It is one of the ancient Jewish prophets who reveals to us basically two messages, as I've said, a message of retribution and a message of restoration. As we focus on the Jewish people today, we can come to an understanding of where God is in his timeline for the end times. This will be an excellent study for you to come to a better understanding of how God will work with and among the Jewish people in the last days. If you would like the complete study, because you've only been able to listen to the introduction at this time, but the complete study is available on our CD audio five-hour series of Ezekiel. For more information as to how you can purchase the entire study, you can call our toll-free number at 8-PROPHECY-8, and that's translated into 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website and go to our shopping mall and make your purchase. Our website address is www.prophecytoday.com. Again, let me thank you for joining us with this introductory study to the book of Ezekiel. It gives us evidence of how close we may well be to the shout when Jesus Christ calls us up to be with him. And by the way, that shout could come at any moment. Having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...